What? <laughs> Welcome to the second part of today's topic. I am your host, Beanie Stansberry. You're watching on WPHY, and you're listening to the three-time Stella Award winning station, 1300 WIMG. Well, across from me is somebody you normally hear on this side of the mic, and that is Mr. Jacques Howard with Trenton 365. How are you, Jacques? I'm doing fantastic. And as always, it's lovely to be in the same presence of you. Some reason. <laughs> Knowing who Jacques is, I'm going to take that half of a compliment and I'm going to move on. Guess what? What's that? I thought that you were like the only man of color named Jacques. I met another one. I was really surprised. Yes, the only one I knew was Jacques Cousteau and you. <laughs> and now I know another one. Well, I really don't know him. I met him like for about two seconds. And when he said his name was Jacques, I was like, oh, there's another man of color by the name of Jacques? And he was like, yes, I can't even remember what his last name was. <coughs> it was something like Williams, I guess. I don't know. It was, But it was amazing. So um, are you still in contact with this man? No. <laughs> like, I just met him in a store and was surprised he said his name was Jacques. Like, and then we were done talking. Like, our conversation was very small. But I was very surprised. Where do your name come from? Because there's a lot of you and your family. Yeah, so so that's that's interesting, and it's interesting that you bring it up right now. So I grew up in a family, a large family. I'm the youngest of seven children. My father's dead, and my mother has Alzheimer's. Now, my mom said that she and my aunt named me. My dad said he named me. But he's dead, and my mom has Alzheimer's, so I don't know anything. But the interesting thing about that is just yesterday I met with one of my sisters who I've never met before. So I found out that my father has, uh, I have several siblings, um, and we'll be getting into that kind of whole detail. I'll be doing some, some uh, shows on that later about how I found out that my dad uh, had a whole nother family. And then when I met with Susan um, Boyd Shelley, um, hey Susan, I hope you're listening and watching. Um, she then said, well, after doing some research, she believes that there may even be more. <laughs> so that song, Papa Was a Rolling Stone? Yes. Well, see, here's the interesting, interesting thing about that. You know, when sharing with some of my friends, you know, because there was a bit of grief, you yeah. know, through all this, trying to figure all this stuff out. And um, uh, I was talking to a really good friend um, the other night, filmmaker Will Foskey, and he said, hey, look, man, you know, you're not the only one, obviously. And this seems to be um, just a cultural thing for men uh, here in America, and probably not just in America, but in general. so I believe in general. Yeah, so we're going to try to shine some light on that and uh, see what we can do about maybe connecting some dots. I personally would love to meet with whoever it is that I'm related to, um, sisters, cousins, brothers, aunts, uncles. I mean, because I, who knows? Who knows what those connections lead to? Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. That is, no, for real, that yeah, is, is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Wow, when you told your wife this, what did she say? Uh so Vanessa's a super, super supportive and amazing. Yeah. Yes. And um, she was like, hey, you know, whatever you need. Um, but then she made a joke out of it and, and said, oh, you know, that answers a lot of things. It answers a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love your wife. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, you mentioned Will Foskey. Yeah, yeah. You do a lot of work with Will. 
Yeah. Tell me about him and why you do so much with Will. Sure. So, um, so after coming on to WIMG and slowly accepting, you know, graciously because of what you did introducing me to radio and TV, um, I've just been out and about in the community trying to figure this whole thing out. You know, what was, what am I being led to? What is this calling that I have? And how does it make sense? I mean, how do you make money at it? How do you do it and continue with your life and so forth? So for about a, you know, a decade now, I've been out in the community doing lots of things, meeting a lot of amazing people in and around this region and um, I'm, I'm usually really slow with uh, developing relationships especially close relationships and um, Will Foskey is one of those guys I mean when I first met him we kind of hit it off we connected it just made sense um, he's got some wonderful skills and techniques as a filmmaker and um, we partnered together for Bridge the Vote during this past election season and uh, we hosted a bunch of uh, forums. We did live streaming coverage of the Trenton elections in 2018. And our friendship and relationship has just been building upon that. So we've got a few other things we got coming down the pike. Uh, we'll be documenting a bunch of community conversations and, and other forums, et cetera. And uh, along with him and photographer Kevin Duddy, we've got this little trifecta that's happening. And uh, we're trying to um, do some different things in the media scene. Oh, I was about to ask you about him mm -hmm. as well because you, you do a lot of work with them. Why is it important that when you come up, you bring others up? So you made an appointment to do the stream. Let's do the mayor's thing. Um, so if you get paid, do you make sure your friends get paid that is helping you do the work? Word up. You know, there's this whole saying, um, you know, I live by it, and it's that, you know, there's room for us all and we can all eat. And uh, I've, as again, as we let off talking about me being from a big family, I mean, being part of the community and the piece that I play in the puzzle of life has always been there for me. I'm a team sports kind of guy. So um, it just makes sense for me to do whatever I do with other people, especially people who I respect and uh, people who I get along with. And um, that's why I've been doing things with Will and Kevin of late. But I'm just doing a lot of... Uh, reflecting over the last couple of years and uh, from doing radio and TV I've partnered with a lot of different organizations small businesses larger businesses nonprofits and individuals and um, I don't know if I ever will have the time to sit down and think about the economic impact but as far as um, I've, I've done a lot you know in this region as far as getting you know people opportunities to meet other people to make a few dollars here and there um, to support different artists etc so I just think that it's a way of life and I think that's the true way that we build and develop a better economy is by buying local and trying to get that dollar to continue circulating locally all right let's stick there mm -hmm. um, buying local these are things that you talk about a lot mm -hmm. why is it important for us to buy local mm -hmm. so um, you know Without going into a lot of detail about um, different cultures, um, the black culture, the African-American culture, um, Black Wall Street and all those things, because, I mean, a lot of times, you know, people on different sides, they kind of, they put up blockers. They don't want to hear that. So I like to talk about the economic development from a holistic perspective and saying, hey, if I'm paid and I spend my money at a local restaurant, a local store, that helps to keep the money locally, right? And for all too, for so often recently, in urban environments, that money generally flies out of here. I mean, we see it a lot even with the amount of people who come in Monday through Friday in Trenton who get a paycheck um, from the state and county, and then they live outside of, outside of Trenton. So that money, literally, it's gone. 
you know, those grocery dollars, the gas stations, all of that economic impact is gone. It's not happening here in Trenton. So what I believe is that if I can do it on a small scale and I can partner with other people who are doing that as well, then that's how we're really going to make an economic impact. And that's why I always talk about buying local. Um, there's plenty of examples where um, you can get um, services that, that that you may see on television through big corporations, you can get those things locally. It's just a matter of maybe doing a little bit of homework and developing relationships because pricing is all about the same. It's it's just a matter of is there a willingness to do it? Okay. All right. So Trenton 365, talk to me about that. What is it? So Trenton 365 originally started as Trenton 350, and the idea behind it was that it was going to be um, a networking. and. Um, it came up with the concept over a barbecue at David Byers and Linda Conrad Byers' house one summer. And uh, we were talking about um, critical mass and about how many people we see in Trenton doing the same things, going to the same events. And I surmised that if we had 350 people who were committed to this idea, this ideology that uh, if something were to happen, if there was an event that was taking place, these 350 people would go and that those people would be the ones to support it and share it with their friends. And I talked to uh, John Narr, who is an author. And John Narr, you know, um, he's, a, he's deceased now, but he's a famous uh, author and photographer. Uh, his book, uh, The Art of Graffiti, is, is considered one of the premier books on he graffiti. He passed away? Yeah, he passed away, uh, I guess it was about last year or so. And uh, him and I were having some, some conversations, and he was talking about the brilliance of that, and that that is what's moving... Um, different communities like Trenton throughout the world. So I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was great. I felt good. Um, I talked to uh, Scott Miller of Exit 7A who was helping me out with some things with Trenton, 360, Trenton 350 at the time. And he said, you know, 350 kind of doesn't roll off the tongue. Why don't you do Trenton 365? You know, it's every day of the year, etc. Sounded good to me. And um, that's how it got started. So um, it's constantly evolving. But what it is is a media and uh, media and civic engagement company. I mean, all I'm about is building a better community through civic engagement. Well, we're going to take a break sure. because there's a couple of things that I, I do want to ask you. I want to ask you about your faith, mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your family as well, and how they put into the fact that you are busy all the time. I may joke with you a lot um, <coughs> and tell you, you know, very nice stuff about yourself. Uh, but I do respect you, and I respect the, the work that you're doing in the community. And I often said when they talked about how excellently you did for the elections, mm -hmm. I'm quick to say yes. But now if you did bad, I'd be like, y'all can work it. <laughs> I know. But you're doing wonderful things in the community, so I do want to talk about it. And allow people to see the other side of the people that's on this side of the mic, okay? Awesome. We will be right back. You're listening to today's topic, part two. I'm your host, Vinnie Stansberry. You're watching on WPHY, and you're listening on WIMG. And welcome back to today's topic. I am your host, Beanie Stansberry. You're watching on WPHY, and you're listening to the three-time Stella Award-winning station, 1300 WIMG. One of the things that I learned through Jacques, because he, I will say you're a historian. Mm. 
you believe in history. Uh, you constantly say that we are the oldest radio station. I actually learned that through you. Tell me the history that you found out about WIMG. Sure. So, um, so WIMG actually started as a KKK station, a Ku Klux Klan station. Go ahead, Spike Lee. Which, which is ironic, um, considering yeah. that it's a black gospel station now. It is indeed the oldest radio station in New Jersey and has been uh, anchored in the Mercer County um, for its whole existence. And um, That's amazing. Let's go back, because Spike Lee just did a movie. And I am probably going to go see it this weekend. I wanted to go last weekend because I like for the first two weeks, I want to give him those dollars, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, Similar to buying local. Buying local, mm -hmm. right. And I'm a, a Spike Lee lover. Like, I love Spike Lee. I love the way he does movies. People don't always get him, but I just love Spike Lee. So, therefore... He did a thing called KKK. It's a, about a black man entering to the KKK. Mm -hmm. And it's a true story, mm -hmm. right? So it amazes me that there were KKKs in the Mercer County area because this is a Mercer County radio station. Well, I, I think one thing you, I would correct with you is when you say were. Right. Um, they're still here. And they're, they're right. quite active. Um, right. Uh, I, you know, growing up in Ewing, in Ewing I remember um, um, playing in the, uh, over near Antal School and actually coming across, with a couple of friends, coming across a burned cross wow. that was, that was uh, in the field. And um, I'm sure if uh, some of the folks who I grew up with, if they were to think about um, Ewing uh, in the 80s, um, they could, 70s and 80s, they could easily pick out some of the people who were involved in that and um, some of the families and uh, I would assume that they're not so aggressive with it and but there's I'm sure those families are still here right um, that's not that long ago yes yeah, I'm still here right. and if I saw it you know when I was when I was a you know in my my tweens and teens I would assume that those families are still here and still in existence Wow. And probably still with the same beliefs. And it's sad that we have, I said were, but the reality of life is, is. Yes. And and that is sad. Yes. It, it really is. Okay, so finish telling us. So we are the oldest radio station, which is amazing. And like you said, God does everything full circle. He, he makes... This this scripture says he'll make your enemies your footstool. So look, thirteen hundred talked about hatred at one point, and now look at us. We are spreading yeah. nothing but love yeah, dig it. and inclusion. Yeah. So um so with that, I, I encourage people to check out um Wikipedia. There's a great Wikipedia page on WIMG. I I encourage you to do that. WIMG thirteen hundred on Wikipedia. You can get the full details on it. And then while you're there, also I would encourage folks to. Look at Trenton, New Jersey, and read through that Wikipedia page and pay a lot of attention to the people who were born here in Trenton, um, who went on to do some amazing things like uh, the Antal family, Ernie Kovacs, um, uh, Dennis Rodman. I mean, there's so many people who were born in this area, and part of what I'm, I'm looking to do is galvanize a group of people together so that we can start putting packages together, so we can reach out to those families and say, hey, come on back. 
Come on back. We need your help. We need your support. We've got a new administration. We have media outlets. We've got a thriving arts community. We have a strong infrastructure. We still are located in the same area. We've got the mountains, the shore, New York and Philly. And let's work together as a community to uh, push this. So, um, so folks, keep your eyes open. I'm going to be doing a bunch of different things with community-owned things such as stores, restaurants, potential cannabis businesses, etc. But um, I think that's the true economic development going forward. How we build a better community is that we need to have local people who are, are vested in their communities in some capacity. Um, and I think community owned is the best way to do that. Let's talk about church real oh, quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, um, I tease you mm -hmm. a lot, but you really are your you are strong in the church. You have a strong foundation. So give a church your church a shout out. Sure. So I want to give a big shout out to Westminster Presbyterian Church, uh, which is currently uh, led by Senior Pastor Karen Hernandez Granson, and we've got um, some other pastors who are there as well, Joanne Rodriguez um, and others who come in and help. Um, I originally worship at Central Baptist Church, which is now called Central, in Ewing, which is across the street from the College of New Jersey. And um, just one day, I mean, they used to have a, a billboard out or a placard out, and I would ride by, you know, when I was, you know, a kid. And um, just one day, I pulled in there and had a conversation with the pastor, uh, and then one of the youth pastors there, and uh, accepted Christ and started attending there on a regular basis. And then, but I want to make sure that people know that I grew up in a in a Christian home. Like we didn't go to church all the time. There's just too many of us. There were mm -hmm. seven in my immediate family. Um, but my grandparents always talked about faith and, and read scripture, etc. Um, so while I was at Central worshiping. Um, with Vanessa and our daughter Maddie, we were doing dual duty um, because at Westminster. So we would do uh, Central and then we'd go to Westminster. And uh, we were thinking a lot about it and it was just pulling on our heart to be more actively involved in Trenton. We lived here in Trenton. So uh, we talked to Karen, Pastor Karen, who said, hey, you should talk to Pastor Gay over at, West, at uh, Central. We went into that and uh, it was a nice transition. and. Um, we are very happy with our relationship with Westminster, uh, what Westminster is doing as a congregation, um, how socially, how involved they are in social justice and civically engaged in the community. And I think that it's a perfect place for us. Uh, I'm one of the elders there. Um, I'm, I'm on session, which is the technical term of it. And um, it's been a process of learning the difference between Presbyterian and, and other denominations, but it's been fantastic. You guys are multicultural. Multicultural, uh, uh, multi-generational. Uh, yes. Um, and when we say multicultural, I mean we sing music from different different backgrounds. I love it. Yeah, um, we have people serving, you know, from the youth all the way up to our seasoned population. Um, we have a lot of visitors come in from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, um, who are talking about faith and um, what it means to them. And then we're always actively trying to apply what we're learning right here. I mean, right here in, in the neighborhood and right here in the city of Trent. And, and I will say this, and we're going to move on. Um, your church received a lot of flack because I love your pastor, and she doesn't discriminate against sex, gender, um, your preference, your color. She shows love. Yeah, so I want to jump in there too. I mean, and that's also I think one of the um, one of the reasons why we're so comfortable there. Um, you know, when I was a young person, and you know, reading in the Book of Revelation about where 
um, and how we're going to worship in heaven. All different backgrounds of a number of people that can't be numbered. If that is what we're going to do, why would we want to put any barriers or restrictions up now? Right. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, the, the Christian faith, in my opinion, here, the Christian denomination here, has for so long been authoritarian, like telling people what they can't do, that I think we've got generations of people who are more focused on what they can't do and on pointing fingers at things that other people are doing instead of trying to develop who they are in faith and their relationship with, with who they claim is their Savior, Jesus Christ. So I say that because even when I'm out and about doing the things that I'm doing, people were always mentioning, well, why do you do this? And why are you with those people? And, and you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. And they never really ask me, what's the reason behind what I'm doing? And that's what it comes down to. I think that we've got to get beyond this place of um, this arrogance of thinking that we know what other people are doing and maybe refocus some of that energy and attention on who we are as individuals and what we're really striving for. I can honestly tell you that my whole focus is building a better community for everyone. I'm not really concerned about your sexual preference. I'm not really concerned about your skin color, whether your hair is real or not, or whether you got you know fake body parts. What's your spirit like? All right. And that's pretty much it. You do a lot, and I don't want to not give you the opportunity to shout your wife out and your daughter. So I need you to do that now. Sure. And then I want you to tell us how we can get in touch with you. Sure. So um, so my wife is Vanessa. We met uh, in junior high school, and uh, we dated for a long time. We've been married for uh, 15 years. It 16 years. Me. Yeah. I mean, it, it amazes me, too, because I'm literally the same dude I was when I was 15. And I know... That there's some times where she's like, oh, God. But, you know, I'm thankful <laughs> for who she is. Um, um, she's amazingly supportive. Uh, and I don't want anybody to get it twisted and think that everything is, you know, diamonds Hunky and pearls. Yeah, yes. it's, it's we're two individuals, you know, who are, who are growing older and trying to figure everything out. So we do have peaks and valleys. And we have an amazing 15-year-old daughter who just amazes me all the time. She's a wonderful person. She's a humanitarian. She's an artist. Um, we really had a bit of a hands-off approach on who she becomes and who she is. Like, we've given her very specific um, uh, bookends. But we've allowed her to experience life um, for herself because we know that at some point in time we're not going to be here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really going to be her. And um, it's amazing how she has... Um, how she's developed and progressed, and I'm super excited about the, the adult that she's going to become because I know where I was at 15 and where she is 15, there's no comparison. She's that much further ahead than I am. That's wonderful. And I think I turned out okay. You do. You, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. For those that are listening on the radio, I kind of roll my eyes and then I say, you are all right. Yeah. But let, tell everybody how to get in touch with you because sure. if someone wants to partner with you or get in touch with Will, um, give Will's information sure. and the photographer. Sure, sure. So the best thing to do is send me an email, and that's Trenton, the city, the numbers 365 show at gmail.com trenton365show at gmail.com you can also find me on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram trenton365 will foskey's uh company is called 78 ways studio 78 ways studio and kevin duddy is kevin duddy like buddy but with a d photos.com and there you can you can reach out to them directly but we've got this wonderful agreement where if we work 
if the three of us work on a project together, we pull resources and we make sure that everyone is compensated for the work that we do. So, and uh, I encourage folks, if you want to get involved, you have a, a cool idea. Um, we're expanding a lot more outside of this region, doing more things uh, outside of um, New Jersey. And it's a great opportunity for anybody who wants to do anything. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I've been your host, Beanie Stansberry. We spoke to Jacques Howard, who is a host here at WIMG for Trenton Talks. He's actually hosting Trenton 365. So make sure you tune in for that. Have a blessed night.